from a bunker in beautiful Potchester, the Bronx. It's electoral dysfunction. Now, here's your host, Tom Brennan. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Electoral Dysfunction, the show where comedians and experts debate the news of the week from the safety of their quarantines. That's right. I'm still saying quarantines. Uh, we might be through with COVID, but COVID is not through with us. We are recording this on the morning of Saturday, January 7th. I am exhausted from being up all night watching C-SPAN coverage of the Speaker of the House race. I can't believe that's a thing I'm exhausted by, but I am. Uh, what a week for breaking news. And I think- Extra, the extra, read all about it. Oh, good read news, everybody. It. Well, <laughs> good news, everybody. Newsboy Phil is back. My goodness, Newsboy Phil, longtime fans of the show know uh, uh, a, a 1920s newsboy cursed to eternal life. Uh, <laughs> Phil, how are you? Welcome back. Happy New Year. Good to see you, Tom. You look well slept. <laughs> <laughs> Comparably, yes. I did sleep in a bed for a few hours, which I know. Oh, you'll have to tell me about it when we're off the air. <laughs> yeah, look at Mr. Rockefeller here. Uh, well, hey, Newsboy Phil, I there's one thing I, I love. It's your take on what's happening in the world. Uh, what do you think about the news of the week? Go ahead. Just sell some oh, papers. Well, I'll start off a little bit about me. I'm in my healing era, Tom. I found a good use for the bags of fentanyl flooding the streets. I feed the rats and sleep on them. <laughs> anyway let's get to the headlines like you said sure <laughs> child eating pope found dead that's right pope benedict another monster granted the gift of death's release oh, God. i wasn't a hitler youth tom just an eternal one read all about it <laughs> i always like to say about that pope is that like it's what a life where being a nazi was the was the least bad thing he did uh he did it to survive, but still, when you see him coming, you run. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. What else? What else happened in the world this week? I got so occupied with the speakers race, I've missed a lot of stuff. So, please. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy finally got let into the house. I mean, it was nice to see him get rejected. He got the privilege of no's. Meanwhile, I apply for hardship. I get radio silence. Back before radios, it was radio silence. <laughs> Because, Tom, because we communicated through rats. Read all about it. <laughs> really? You yeah. communicated through rats. <laughs> That's right. They just whisper to the rats and just send it along. They used to have names. <laughs> but at least he got his yes after the nose. He'd make a terrible Columbia student. Oh. <laughs> That's a thinker. <laughs> and a stinker. Uh, also, you know, oh, back God. to me. I found my first phone, Tom. Check it out. It's my first phone. I uh, found it on the tracks. Not oh my sure uh, where that. I got from, uh, yeah, for our what? listeners, uh, that was a uh, that's a that's a Punisher skull logo with an American flag on it. That means you can narrow the occupation of this person down to three: military, police, or a guy who works at a comic shop. It's just pictures of uh, Candy Crush and guns. Not even the game; just pictures of Candy Crush. <laughs> Less dead hookers than one would believe. Oh. Speaking of dead hookers, All right. Andrew Tate was arrested in conjunction with a human trafficking investigation. Imagine a monster or an industry evil enough to fool young innocent children into a life of eternal servitude. <laughs> Read all about it. 
Oh, I'm sorry there, newsboy Phil. Uh, I'm talking about me, Tom. I know, I know, I know you are. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, look, it's hey, I saw newsies, I understand. Um, uh, but the world will know, and the journal too. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about the speakers. We had a lot happening on the on the House floor last night. We saw more than we did because of the C-SPAN rules. What do you think about uh, some of these interactions on the House floor? What do you think about George Santos? Huh? <gasps> Uh, George Santos, he's a uh, he's a congressman from Long Island. There's a lot of controversy over him. He was elected. Long Island. Oh, Anthony and... DeVolder. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's right. He was trying to be a donut salesman back in the day. Turned out they were hot dogs. <laughs> he's a liar. Sure. Oh, I that's his real name. I liked him just sort of popping up in the back of every scene, like like uh, Pennywise the Clown in all those books they find in it, just sort of lurking in and smiling. Uh, what'd you think of this process, though? We the last time we saw the House uh, vote for the Speaker, this as many times as they did this week, nineteen twenty three, a hundred years ago. Were you there at that first uh, at that vote? I was there. I was enjoying a nice. High off of the windowsill of Mayor LaGuardia's house. <laughs> and I was reading the news. And then a woman with a bunch of Rosicrucian beads cursed me and said, an eternal newsboy I shall be. <laughs> I'm saying I was triggered. I was uh, very much triggered. I like think my like... phone is, uh, I think my phone, this phone is going off. Hang on a second. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> well, well, well. If it ain't my old friend, scam likely. <laughs> Hello? Is it was it was it George Santos calling to check in? Anthony. It was probably Anthony. It's probably your old buddy Anthony. Newsboy Phil, it's always a pleasure to see you. Any any I'm, closing? I still thoughts? got some stuff. All right, go ahead. <laughs> what happened this week, Tom? Take it. In Russia, Putin broke his own ceasefire out of boredom. He'd make terrible kindling. He's too small. <laughs> How are they gonna find him when they finally revolt? <laughs> uh, a little bit more about me. I got a lot. I got a lot about me this week. I gained yeah. 15 cents this year. Really? Read all about it. Take that, Elon. <laughs> I've never seen someone simp for rats harder than formerly disgraced newsboy Fart Schlesinger. He slathered himself with cheese so the rats would keep him warm. They ate him alive. <laughs> and one last note. Sure. The world lost a quality news person. Another angel is in heaven. We say goodbye to Barbara Walters. I did not like Barbara Walters. I loved her. <laughs> Imagine speaking that quietly in a room full of men and being heard. I could never. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Newsboy, Phil. Uh, well, hopefully one day you and Barbara will be reunited and the curse will be broken. Uh, From your pleasure. lips to Mama LaGuardia's ears, wherever they are. <laughs> I believe they're out on Hard Island now. Anyway, uh, um, Newsboy Phil, always good to see you. Uh, folks can find more of Newsboy Phil at Phil Casal on Twitter, uh, if that still exists, if Twitter still exists by the end of this sentence. I got banned and then brought back. That's oh. like the one nice thing he did. <laughs> but also, you can find uh, someone who looks like me on Art Smackdown, which is uh, twitch.tv slash Art Smackdown. It's the only game show that's a cutthroat competition, like God intended.
Excellent. I art smackdown on Twitch TV. Hey, well, I will. I'll be there with bells on my friend. Newsboy Phil, always a pleasure to see you. you. Happy New Year. Thanks for stopping by. Ned Thorne, kick it over to the panel. And join me in welcoming this week's panel. First up, he is South Philly's favorite son. Uh, you can catch him Friday the 13th out in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Chip Chantry is here. Chip, how are you, my friend, now that we have a speaker of the house? I feel safe. I feel like uh, mom and dad are, are here to, to to save me. And I and I, I have all my trust in the House of Representatives. So I'm Excellent. feeling great. <laughs> Stop and imagine Kevin McCarthy being your mom and then see how safe you feel after that. That's the most important part of that. Chip, always good to have you here. Also, thank you for having me. Uh, hey, thank you for being here. Um, last time I saw Chip was uh, I recorded a pod with him right before the midterms where it turns out my predictions were wildly wrong. So I felt good. Uh <laughs> I, I want to say as a very, very novice uh, political commentator, I I think I was right, and I should have spoken up. You and James Heskey, my my podcast partner, were both doom and gloom, and I was like, I think it's gonna be all right this t- this time. I think, and like by the way, I've been saying that for six years and been wrong every single time. But <laughs> I, so I I just wanted to be quiet, and I yeah. but I was like, guys, I think this time is gonna be okay. And I mean, I I left that podcast. I was like, oh, I should just pack up for the hills now. It's the, the, you know the world is collapsing tomorrow, and then it. Uh, in the greatest news that we could possibly get, it wasn't horrific. Yeah, and no, that's... wasn't horrific. I'll take wasn't horrific. Uh, you know, for the new day. Roaring Twenties, wasn't horrific is the way to go. Mm-hmm. I am sorry that you you that your boy Doctor Oz lost, though. I know you put a lot of work ah! into that campaign. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, you know, I believe well, you're I'll, exact. I'll, I'm sure I'll see him at the Jersey Shore this year. Right. I believe your exact words were, "Oh, he's a Republican." Shit. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. I, I took uh, so many of his supplements. <laughs> all of them at once um also with us a very brilliant writer follow her on twitter at gotham girl blue and the betcha stuff podcast i hope i didn't mispronounce that caitlin bird is with us again caitlin how are you <laughs> i'm good uh i'm still waking up after spending up spending all night staying up to watch that vote <laughs> um because yeah, we we didn't have House of Representatives until uh, basically two a.m. So that was that was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed. Uh, by the way, I think I mentioned this before, but just making sure I, I say it again, we are recording this Saturday morning. Uh, as of as of uh, uh, eleven or so last night, uh, for fun, I believe Matt Gates was like, "Nah, I'm not voting for him," and he's like, "I changed my mind." I'm so I'm so incorrigible is basically why that all all sat through that. I don't I don't even want to imagine everyone's like, oh, what did Matt Gates get? I can only assume uh, they they finally uh, 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 ended the restraining order that the D.C. school system has against him. That's my my bet for Matt Gates. trade off. He, he wasn't interested in it until uh, it turned 15. That was the <laughs> <laughs> oh man very nice ouch uh, ouch caitlin bird continuing her trend of potentially creating episode titles uh and of course that ouch ouch came from uh a man who we learned yesterday probably had as good a chance of being speaker of the house as a few other people in washington bloomberg opinion zone and uh stand-up comedy's greatest new enemy robert george <laughs> I say enemy because you like to agitate the crowds, not because you're not a good comedian. I want to be clear. I've seen you pushing those audiences around out there. Me, agi- me agitate the crowd. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, but it, in a sense, 
agitating the crowd has been my brand for like you know most of my life at least the second half of it so it, it, it's it's basically it's kind of it's kind of true uh great great to be back here for electoral dysfunction as we got to see uh as as we got to see the process that basically gave this this podcast its name it was very <laughs> play out, exciting play out in play out in play out in real time over the last uh, um over the last week so and good, let's good to get see to you, it happy new year to you Happy New Year to you. And let's get to it. And I say this without a, a hint of irony. I mean this 100%. Uh, the best week that Kevin McCarthy is going to have in this Congress just ended. <laughs> he became Speaker of the House on the 15th vote Friday night. Let's talk a little bit about how we got here. And I think we start going all the way back to the midterm election where a predicted red wave that was going to sweep across America uh, that that uh, Chip and I just uh, alluded to there before. Did not come. Uh, turns out, uh, with the exception of uh, the state of Florida, where Republicans have done, give them credit, a good job turning that into essentially a red state, and the state of New York, where Democrats, uh, I guess, thought the election was on Wednesday this year, <laughs> uh, <laughs> delivered a very small House majority to Kevin McCarthy, uh, where he pretty much only has, I believe, six votes that he can lose at any time. And lucky him, the six craziest people in Washington. I'm sorry, five votes. Thank you, Robert George. He could lose any time. The five craziest people in Washington uh, are in his caucus. And it changes by the day of who they are. We're at a place where this week Marjorie Taylor Greene was a thoughtful states person <laughs> compared to the House that we have. Uh, so that's that's number one. Uh, number two being, and then again, I say this, I don't mean this to be as mean as it is, despite being a partisan hack. Kevin McCarthy has a small problem that he cannot overcome, which is to say he is not really a leader. Uh, and I don't mean that like I, I don't even mean that just because I hate him. Uh, but like when you look at the people who have been House leaders, you know, let's go back to Newt Gingrich. All of these people had some level of leadership skill. Uh, be they Newt Gingrich, who, again, person I loathe, but inarguably one of the smartest political minds to ever live, uh, who orchestrated a takeover of Congress after 50 years in, in the minority, uh, to, say, Dennis Hastert, who had friends all over the entire caucus who all loved and supported that child predator uh, and was at least able to whip them to support him and uh, Boehner and Ryan, you know, both people who came, you know, or Boehner came from the, that leadership structure. Ryan did not come from that leadership structure, but at least had some ideology, ideological goals that they could rally around. Uh, Kevin McCarthy's just some guy. And if any guy in the history of the House uh, was likely going to have to put up with, you know, uh, you know, say, what are we, 220 people who, you know, aren't going to rally to him. Uh, I think it would be it's safe to say it's him. I don't get the sense that Kevin McCarthy is someone who is really interested in being Speaker of the House beyond I it's my turn or beyond wanting that portrait and that marble bust someday. Uh, and, you know, there wasn't a lot of, you know, like there's a reason I'll put it this way. There's a reason it took 15 times despite having 200 votes. I don't get the sense that those 200 people uh, who voted for him uh, every single time you know, I don't get the sense, you know, they were dealing with an unreasonable caucus, certainly, but I also don't get the sense that their hearts were overly broken, that Kevin was being humiliated, I guess is what I'm getting at here. Uh, and let's start, because uh, uh, I know you always have very strong and good thoughts, I agree, at least with on Republicans. Caitlin, your thoughts on 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 how we ended up here and Kevin McCarthy 
uh, being potentially the weakest speaker of history. Boy, I set it up. Yeah, I mean, this man has, I, I remember uh, on November, November 9th, like it's the day after the election, people are saying that there's no red wave. I I kind of knew that in the night when they called Abigail Spanberger's uh, win relatively early, and that was like the, the first thing I it was like, maybe like nine or 10. And I was like, that this is this is not materializing like whatever they were talking about where Republicans are going to have this big margin. It's not going to happen because Abigail Spanberger would have been one of the first casualties on a yeah. night like that. She's in a very purple district in Virginia, to say yes. the least. Like that was it a actually, bellwether district. It actually used to be Eric Cantor's district. So like if you go and you trace like backwards, Eric Cantor, who was one of the three young guns. The young guns. <laughs> with Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> Robert George's old buddy Paul Ryan. Yes, the, those three guys. Oh, I think Robert's just a fan of the movie Young Guns. I think that's, that's true. Well, who yeah, is? That's fair. Yeah. No, but lots, uh, of, lots, of, lots of hunks in that movie. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> but the 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 I saw that that she wasn't going to lose, and I was like, Kevin McCarthy's going to have a bad night. And then the next day, I was like, this man is going to need anxiety drugs every morning with his mouthwash. He will be there. I think I I said he will be gargling his mouthwash with clonopin. I it was just <laughs> he's just. Not, I, I, I mean, I, can you tell me what clonopin is? I have to. I, oh, I'm, it's an anti-anxiety drug, and oh, okay. uh, I believe back in the '90s, at least, it actually had a K uh, in the design. <laughs> I don't know if it still does. <laughs> But but the point is, is that whether it's Club and whether it's Xanax, I hope that he has the I hope that he's got a prescription because this is going to be a thing that's going to drive him crazy over the next. I, I mean, I don't give him with the the no confidence uh, vote that's sitting inside that like little detonation. Uh, I don't trust anyone in that caucus not to press that big red button on the console and go for a motion of no confidence before April. Like, I really think that between I, mean, I think he adjourned for the weekend because of it. He was like, I don't need these people pressing that button Saturday at one. <laughs> could you imagine? Like, we we could just end up in another speaker's vote in in like a week because of, of everything. So I, I think like right now he's, I mean, he's going to be the weakest speaker that we've ever had. But also he... He developed from this place of he didn't have his votes. He didn't do his counting. He's rarely whipped. And I couldn't believe that he didn't have Scalise whip. There's just all of these structural things. It's like he really just wanted. He thought, like, I've won a conference vote. That's enough. I, I, I don't get it. I actually, I, uh, I want to just quickly. To the, I just want to quickly uh, uh, add some context there. Like when you say about that that no confidence vote. Like, I think if I'm not mistaken, we're still getting some specifics about what he gave away, but I believe uh, what is rumored or confirmed, I don't know, because uh, <laughs> I went to bed, um, is just like basically giving a lot, decent they a lot of the centralized power in the house was with the, with the speaker of the house and they decentralized a lot of that, which can, could be good in some cases, but also empowered the members to to basically essentially call a new vote for a speaker whenever is uh, a thing that was talked about most of the week. And one of the big sticking points for these these six or so holdouts, uh, which uh, that's that's what we're alluding to there. Robert George, Bloomberg opinion. Go. <laughs> <laughs> no, th 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 that's exactly right. Uh, well, I, I 
I do want to say uh, one thing, uh, though, Caitlin. As as I understand it, there there was there was actually there was actually some whipping going on, and I, I know I realize even as I say those words, uh, it's a it's a perfect setup for a uh, a, a, a an S and an, an joke. Uh, and given what we saw over the last five days, it would be quite understandable um, if if people interpreted that way. But in the context of actually um, counting the votes and um, you know um, you know figuring out exactly who you have there and having your um, your your supporters making sure all of your numbers line up, there was actual whipping whipping going on. It was uh, Scalise may have been involved um, in that because he has been he has been the majority he has been the majority whip, but. The main ally that was working on that was the person who um, nominated, um, uh, who nominated, who put McCarthy's name in nomination on the 14th try when they actually, when they actually came back at 10 p.m. thinking that they had the votes then, and that was um, uh, Patrick McHenry from North Carolina, who was like one of the like like most. Dapper dressed, one of the most dapper dressed members of Republican. Oh, members. He looked like he was ready to tell a big city judge that he was just a small country lawyer. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking, I was thinking, my God, um, it's like uh, um, Kevin, McC Kevin McCarthy has Matlock as his uh, as his as his main nominating guy. He's got this great little bow tie and seersucker seer jacket and stuff like that. I will say this. I mean, he um, uh, uh, he, he would the. the uh, as we'll talk about a little, little bit, the, the the Republicans actually did a very very excuse me McCarthy's um, forces did a very very good job of of, uh, of uh, having different types of people um, uh, nominate him as the as the as the uh, as the days as the days went wore on and McHenry was one of his closest one of his closest friends uh, in the ha in the House and the, yeah and they thought. They thought that they had all the numbers. They uh, and in a sense, the, the whipping operation was very effective in the sense of that. At this point, I don't remember whether it was Thursday night or fr or Friday uh, when they got 15, um, 15 people who had previously all voted against him on mass um, to, to flip over. So in that sense, that that's where you you got to give you got to give a certain amount of kudos uh, to McCarthy there, but. Going back to the point that um, Tom interjected in, we 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 don't know completely um, how much of the store um, uh, that McCarthy gave away, and we know. But we one thing we do know that it was significant enough that uh, uh, no no sooner did um, McCarthy was it announced that McCarthy had the votes to become Speaker, it was announced that rather than immediately as under normal circumstances would happen, the House would then vote on the, uh, the rules package for how the House is going to be formulated going forward, uh, um, who can become, who, who the committee chairs, all this other kind of stuff. All of that would have, is, is usually the, like the second vote, you know, after, um, after the, the, um, the speaker vote and the members are sworn in. That didn't happen. Instead, they, instead they adjourned because they did not have the votes. Earlier on in the day, um, uh, Tony Gonzalez, uh, who was not the, the former uh, uh, Hall of Fame tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, but is actually- He's not? No, no, no. He's what actually, the hell did I vote for him for then? He's a Republican. <laughs> he's a Republican congressman from, from, um, uh, from Texas. 
he 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 announced he, he announced rent that house in Chapel Hill, Texas. All right, go ahead. <laughs> he announced in the middle of the he announced in the middle of the day uh, that he would not be voting for the rules package. And again, as we said, you know, Republicans cannot lose more than because uh, I actually said five. It may be even as few as four votes uh, on any on any given uh, on any given measure. Uh, and so as soon as one said, I'm not voting for this rules package, uh, th- that was going to be a warning sign that the, that the rules package itself was going to be um, in, in trouble. And indeed, uh, they will instead be coming back on Monday to hash out uh, details over the rules, because in giving away the store uh, to get um, the, the the anti-McCarthy people to to stand down, uh, he irritated some of his own loyal supporters who felt um, things like uh, seniority on on uh, on committees and subcommittees and things like that uh, should mean something, and, and it shouldn't just necessarily be handed handed off to people who have, uh, in a sense, uh, held up um, the, the working of the House for um, for a full week. Uh, given the the number of 80-year-olds in Congress, his margin of, of votes he can give up is could be won by Sunday. <laughs> uh, I think a quick thing also, so let's, I want to quickly talk about, uh, you know, what was cool about this week. So because there's no rules package yet, uh, rules for C-SPAN weren't in in uh, weren't set up, and usually the, the C-SPAN rules <laughs> usually the C-SPAN rules are pretty much the cameras on the speaker's chair and the podium on the minority side and on the majority side where someone talks and that's it. Uh, and that's really cool. It was really cool because we got to see you know watch some of these conversations going on around the all the action going on around the 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 floor because there were no rules saying we couldn't show it yet. Chip Chantry. If, if I'm not mistaken, I I believe I saw a few of the fellows from the Impractical Jokers on the floor yeah. for a couple of hours. Yeah, I'm well, they sure represent exactly what they the South Shore of Staten Island, actually, okay. as a okay. unit. Oh, is that what it is? In okay. the house, yeah. <laughs> uh, they they have a power-sharing agreement set up with okay. Nicole Maliotakis. Um, well, but I, I think actually, I, I want to quickly... Sorry, go ahead. ahead. So so the uh, process, you know, that we saw on the floor was this 14th vote happens. Everyone is very certain he's got the votes this time. Uh, 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 McCarthy's deputy uh, communications director posted on Twitter a photo of Kevin McCarthy walking towards the floor and said, it's game time. And boy, was it not. Uh, And Matt Gates misses his vote. And then he votes last, votes present uh, and uh, uh, costs McCarthy the number or he voted no he voted present well however he voted he cost mccarthy he, he, he voted, he, right at the they, end they, they were they were anticipating him to finally uh to finally flip uh to mccarthy and he instead um he instead voted um he instead voted present and i as usual in in times like this when uh, when when the numbers get really really complicated and i need to figure out exactly what this all means I was, of course, watching MSNBC, so Steve Kornacki could explain it, explain it sure. to me. And he was breaking it down why uh, when uh, it, it, when members vote present, it lowers. You've got, as everybody knows, 400. You've got 435. Uh, there are 435 members in the um, in the House of Representatives. Buddy Matt Gates um, doesn't know that. <laughs> as everybody there is knows. a there's a there's a uh, there's one vacancy because a, a member to, to Tom's earlier point, a member passed away between election day and now, and so there are 430 434. Um, that means that uh, you. you you need you need 218 uh, if there are 434 voting. Uh, 
However, if members vote present, uh, for every for every two that vote present, it becomes the, the majority needed uh, that you need to reach drops drops by one. So uh, so the the idea would have the plan apparently had been uh, as as a number of people were reporting, um, Lauren Boebert was supposed to vote for McCarthy on the on that in that fourteenth ballot, but she switched. She ended up voting. She ended up voting. She ended up voting present, and uh, it, it, that meant that they were going to depend on uh, Gates, um, you know, everybody's favorite drama queen, uh, to, to, uh, to to vote to to, uh, to vote in favor of him. But by him voting present, uh, him voting present as, as 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 well, it ended up leaving the the, the it ended up meaning that. The 217 vote, um, McCarthy needed to hit 217. Instead, he got stuck at 216 at the end of the uh, at the end of the 14th um, at the end of the 14th ballot, and that's when all hell broke loose. And well, was- yeah, and so so uh, at that point, uh, the clerk of the house, uh, uh, Cheryl Johnson, who good job for her this week, fantastic, uh, <laughs> hell of a week. Um, uh you know calls a, a vote on whether or not or there's a i'm sorry mckendry asked the clerk to call a vote on uh adjournment. on adjournment uh uh she goes through a uh i and nay verbal vote uh and i was very impressed because just based off a bunch of republicans yelling i and a bunch of democrats yelling nay and i think there were some republicans who also yelled nay she just immediately goes i think the nays have it and i was like you can't count <laughs> 217 people shouting at you but i respected her like screw it i've been here long enough it's one in the morning if i have to be here this late you're all gonna be here continually late that's what we're doing uh and then they go from there to like the button vote where they you know press their buttons instead of saying their vote which is fun um in that process uh I think it was it. Well, that's around when Mike Rogers from Alabama had to be physically restrained from uh, from Matt Gates. Uh, that was that, that was just a little bit. It was a little bit earlier. It was, it was in that same time yeah, frame, exactly. though. But this is this is all sort of this floor action happening, which was, as I said on Twitter, he should have let him punch Gates because I think that might have changed. Gates strikes me as someone. I no one's tried it yet. No one's tried hitting him. Glass and it might have worked. Definite glass jaw. Except yeah. for except for maybe or he one likes Except for one possible aggrieved, um, aggrieved mother of a debutante, but we won't, but we won't quite go into <laughs> that. We should have brought her in. Uh, and then suddenly, you know, in the middle of that vote, uh, it looks like they're going to vote to adjourn. Kevin McCarthy and Matt Gates have some conversation on the floor, and uh, McCarthy gets this very excited look, pats him on the shoulder, uh, and because this is how our democracy works, pulls out a red card, and that suddenly changed everything like it's the world cup <laughs> um, and then they all voted to not adjourn at which point the speaker vote uh for kevin mccarthy happened and that's that's the process we, we uh, basically learned we basically learned uh yes that um on in, in the house uh if a member if a member has already voted uh and then they decide that they want to switch their vote um they have this option of uh pulling out a red card which signals to the desk that they're coming down to change uh, to change their vote. So. I guess that See, that's makes sense. Fun. That's what we need is fun in, in, in voting. I would watch C-SPAN more. We'd be much more engaged in government. Like you said, like the eyes and the nays, the verbal votes, they have the buttons. Like I think 
this whole thing would have been so much more fun if the speaker vote was sort of like a the voice situation where like all of their chairs faced the back of the room and then they pushed a button and like their their chairs flipped around and then they would count them it's that that's i'd i'd watch these band way more I like that also because McCarthy might have won because I bet you no one knows what he sounds like when you're not looking at him. So it'd be like, yeah. oh, I like that guy. Ah, oh, it was Kevin. Have you Damn ever seen it. him sing Goodbye Yellowbrick Road? It's incredible. It's incredible. Well, he started. He started to sing. He started to sing some lyrics from Streets of Bakersfield when he fought, when he got to the uh, oh, when he got to got to the acceptance <laughs> speech. You know, so they, so there you go. I mean, yeah, he actually. Uh, he he, 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 quoted, he quoted some of the he quoted some of the lyrics. He didn't actually yeah. sing. Yeah, I was hoping. Yeah, it should be like if you're if you're gonna vote president, you have to throw confetti up in the air. That would yes. I'd enjoy that. That's that's mm-hmm. that would put you on the spot for having because that or glitter because glitter gets everywhere. Yeah, and you have yeah, to you're not getting that up or like an auction maybe an auctioneer that would be fun like auctioneer Thursdays like you know that oh I got a vote coming up and there's gonna we get just gotta add some levity. I, I was thinking that they could do the music from like uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, where like all the lights come down whenever you get close to like the end of the vote. Mm-hmm. You yes. know, you know, like if a member has not voted in the room, <laughs> your name was in the roll, please vote <laughs> now. You know, and, and just like this big echoing thing as they go through the roll. I think to that point, like that's, you know, getting back to it, uh, the lack of rules for C-SPAN did make this more dramatic. Like they were able like like every creep in the goddamn Republican conference showed up right at AOC's uh, seat every five seconds to be like, oh, uh, will you help us? And she's like, no, we're not. <laughs> no, I don't, like, I mean, and she, I don't have a great she... relationship with Hakeem Jeffries and I am for him. It's over Figure it out for yourselves. Katie, Katie Porter, Katie Porter was reading, you know, to how to how to unfuck your life. The, the um, casual book, art of not giving a fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, that's right. Not giving a fuck. I, I, yeah. I forget which 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 F word book was the yes. popular one, right? Exactly. Uh, and uh, and but no, but we did, no, we did see we did see that these like these really interesting uh, let's shall we say oddball combinations um, on the um, on the floor. Uh, we saw we saw uh, AOC and uh, and Paul Gosar. We saw Matt Gates and Ilhan Omar. Matt <laughs> Gates and also saw, Barbara Lee having Sheila. a very intense conversation. What? Right at M- Matt Gates and Barbara Lee of Texas having no, a very no, uh, uh, Sheila ja- uh, uh, Sheila Jackson. Sorry, Jackson, Jackson Lee, yes. yeah. uh, Barbara Lee is from California. California. Uh, I'm sorry. But, 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 yeah, but I'm sorry. Not all black women look alike, Tom That's Brennan. Shame on man. Uh, hey, I don't know what anyone in Congress looks like. I just saw the last name Lee. <laughs> but, but no, but, but no, but to Chip, Chip makes a Chip makes a serious point that uh, I, I really, if if you want to take the Republicans uh, at their word, that a lot of this um, Michigas. Um, which is another technical term, obviously, that they employ in Congress, um, that, uh, that a lot of it, this was because they wanted to increase, you know, transparency for the American, uh, you know, for the American public and so forth. Um, they should commit, they should commit to allowing um, uh, C-SPAN to have, have more free reign. Uh, I mean, the, the, the rule that uh, the camera has to either be focused um, on the speaker's podium or on uh, whoever is speaking uh, at a given time um, on the on the floor. That that goes back to the early days of of C-SPAN, and and the the, the speaker at the time, um, the legendary Tip O'Neill, said, "Well, you know, we don't want to, you know, uh, it, it, the cameras might 
the cameras might train on somebody when they're like picking their nose or picking their butt or something or something like that. I, I don't know or picking a speaker <laughs> uh, <laughs> same and, thing all three of them <laughs> yeah and uh and in, instead though you you and the thing is sometimes sometimes rather than uh yes you might see something something like you might see something that might be embarrassing or something like that um but I think something that something that was not in place when C-SPAN was first starting was first starting out, but is that we we all understand in the current term, modern terms is uh, in in the modern in the modern era, uh, people assume that there's a camera trained on them at every time, whether it is whether it's somebody else's cell phone or whether it's a surveillance it's a surveillance camera or it's a you know police camera in the middle of the street and things like that we're in a sense we're almost always going to be on on camera and in that sense that there's absolutely no reason why um the, the american people can't see their own representatives uh you know working working with uh or working against um you know um the, the other representatives I always I think we'll also a, learn. We'll learn a lot from these representatives. And as as somebody who is uh, a a germaphobe and a hypochondriac, and especially with COVID still raging, I do just want to give a real uh, kudos to George Santos for maintaining the six foot rule uh, all most of this week. Yeah, yeah, and he did a I, real I, good I, job. It's like I think they... he did a very. I I was I was I wasn't uh, too high on him at the beginning, but I was like, good guy maintaining six yeah. feet away a lot from of people, any other he... person. Yeah, that's like no mics were on them famously. So I could mm -hmm. only assume he was saying, no, 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 you stay away from me and right, not the right. opposite happening yep. at every time. Yeah. So good, good. For uh, I would say I do think uh, I, I want to just do a quick uh, nerd thing on C-SPAN. <clears throat> I'm a big believer. They also want the cameras trained on on this people speaking because they don't want the American people to realize how often their House of Representatives just doesn't show up to work. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> that it's usually an empty chamber. And in fact, Tip O'Neill uh, way back in the day. Newt Gingrich, uh, in part, came to power by using a lot of C-SPAN and uh, had his uh, Republican minority give these sort of vicious speeches to the camera, which got a lot of traction. And Tip O'Neill controversially pulled a pulled a fast one on him once by ordering the cameras to pull out to reveal that it was an empty room that he was speaking to. Um, <clears throat> I'm curious. I've had a thought all week and I've gone back and forth because we had a lot of fun watching this debate this week. Uh, and particularly those of us on the left, just kind of delighting and watching. Uh, again, if you grew up in the, if you were in of college age in the two thousands, you're used to a competent evil Republican party. So seeing an incompetent evil Republican party was just a lot of fun. Uh, but my question is this, was this embarrassing? I can't tell. I mean, sure it was embarrassing for Kevin McCarthy, definitely. But I go back and forth on this because I do think there are other countries in the world where like this happening means the garbage is not picked up, schools might not open, and like the center falls apart. And then there's, so I was like, oh, maybe this is a testament to some of our many institutions that we can go through this, figuring this process out and the country doesn't fall apart. And then there's another voice in my head saying, uh, a bunch of people who two years ago gave tours to people who would eventually attack the Capitol just did their best to really demonstrate how easily they can undermine the democratic process without without uh, uh, firing a single shot or stealing a single podium. So maybe it's bad. Uh, let's talk about the embarrassing quotient on this. Caitlin, I'm going to start with you. Your thoughts. OK. So um, it's all right. Take your time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that uh, there's there is def definitely something positive in the fact that like it was mostly amusing and not horrifying 
Like from my perspective as a voter and a citizen, it was like nice to see that like, you know, I was watching these people be completely dysfunctional, but I didn't feel directly affected. At the same time, though, there are people who do actually need their House representatives, and apparently they were really screwed over. And we just didn't see it because, you know, um, well, one, our media apparatus is terrible at substance, so they don't understand what House members actually do other than show up on camera and say loud things. Um, But the other thing is that, that, uh, you know, a lot of the people who are immediately in touch are going to be the people who... who have like the most urgent issues or the most urgent needs and those constituent offices are going to be the ones that are really messed up right now. And you, yeah. you're not going to see that because they're all distributed across the country. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it was also like distressing because it's January 6th and we have the same people who, not just the the people who gave tours, not just the people who, whose text messages were showing up when they were issuing subpoenas, <laughs> not just the people who were coordinating with white supremacists. We have people who, after the vote, after after the insurrectionists were pushed out and they successfully resecured the Capitol, voted to give them their political aims. I think like sometimes we forget that the, the violence, the focus of it was actually on achieving a political goal because it didn't happen so there's nothing to to worry about um which is kind of like saying well you know in technically south carolina seceded in december 1860 but that didn't mean that you didn't have to worry about it until april like we're not a state anymore you know yeah. like, you know like the, actually you should probably worry about that that seems problematic um right <laughs> Similarly, the fact that Danny Hoyer was in office at that point in time, (laughs) the fact that they didn't succeed at killing Mike Pence should not be like our bar for like worrying. Yeah, all these people, (laughs) and now all of their political actors are in power, and Mm -hmm. I I think about that a bunch, and it worries me. (laughs) And and had a good week. Like their political actors got a lot of what they wanted. You know, they talk about this. You know. uh, I, I think I, I want to believe I'm I'm uh, paraphrasing someone really smart. I might be paraphrasing a character from the newsroom. Uh, but, you know, like the debt ceiling vote, like thought and think of it, like because the debt ceiling is full of complicated nuance, no one really understands that, like, if we let it expire, that's basically like economically the equivalent of like, yeah, just drop that A-bomb. It's bad. Yeah. Like, it's really bad to not ha- have the votes to negotiate to extend that. Uh, or raise it rather, but you know, like, and we might not have it. We don't know. Um, now, like, I think politically there is an advantage to the Democratic Party for that to be the Republican Party's fault. Uh, but also, I got to live in this country, yeah. <laughs> right? Between now and next November, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of uh, likened it when when people were like, "Oh, well, you know, debt ceiling." I was like, "Well, it's kind of like deciding that you don't want to pay your credit card bill. So what you'll do instead is go to your lender." and lock yourself in the building and set it on fire. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you you won't have to pay your credit card bill, but that's not a solution. <laughs> you know? You're not going to be able to enjoy that credit card anymore. Like, like that doesn't, that doesn't solve anything. You didn't avoid, like, any of the problems that come with not paying your credit card bill, and everything is on fire. 
including yourself like that's just it just yeah. feels like not the not the solution to this problem but republicans haven't governed in so long i mean i don't think we, it's interesting that like despite the fact that they took over the house that they they all these speeches oh my gosh so many of the nomination speeches so many different people each time and at no point did they mention what they did when they had a Republican trifecta. Y'all, it was just like a few years ago. You could just, you could just mention what you guys yeah. did for the country last time you had this chamber. And yeah. you can't even do that. They were finally, and there were things that like I would argue with the substance, but they could credibly say like the economy was roaring when we were last in charge. Like now, you know, we can argue whether or not they were really responsible for it. But, but yeah, no, instead they were like, finally, justice has come back to Washington. Yes, like we're going to take down these clowns who have been screwing this place up for so long. Uh, and I think that speaks to something Hakeem Jeffries did that was very smart. Like he did really embrace the last two years uh, in his speech and did that literal alliterative alphabet uh, speech of, of what the Democratic Party stood for. Uh, and if anyone in America was still watching besides us nerds, uh, like he, you know, he he made Kevin McCarthy wait and he dragged it out in a way that Kevin McCarthy can't really complain about. And, you know, if America was still there, they were tuning out while Kevin, well, Hakeem Jeffries was like, hey, we did a lot of good stuff the last two years. And really, if not for some dummies in Long Island, we do some more. <laughs> uh -huh. well, including, he, he went, he, he, I think he said, you know, uh, we went from uh, two years, two years of accomplishment to uh, oh, from a majority of accomplishment. And we're now entering a majority of ambiguity which i felt yeah. was, i mean, he, was, it was, I mean his, his his word i mean as a as a person who you know who's uh who, who has a job because of using words in certain ways and in a certain combination uh it was a it was a really it was a really remarkable speech i i know if i was a if i was a republican uh i would be have been seething on the on the on the on the other side um because not only was uh, usually the, the 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 that uh that handover point uh the 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 outgoing the person who's representing the outgoing majority usually speaks for like a couple of minutes you know uh, kind of pro forma and then says, you know, it's my, you know, it's my uh, responsibility and and an honor to now hand over the gavel to our distinguished blah 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 blah. blah. You know, you uh, you are the speaker. You are my speaker. Da 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 da. And 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 Hakeem Jeffries was just he was just not having that. He, he was yeah. he he decided you're right. He he uh, he like he praised he, he praised Nancy Pelosi and then he went through the litany of uh, of everything they had um, everything they had uh, um, everything they had done. And uh, and he said and it was I think it was a couple of people pointed this out on Twitter, uh, which remarkably enough, despite all the Elon Musk insanity of the last few weeks and months, Twitter worked incredibly well uh, over these last few days. And there was some fascinating insi insights that kind of um, popped up there. Uh, anyway, somebody on Twitter pointed out, uh, he says he said uh, it is my responsibility to hand over this gavel to you. It did not say he did not say pleasure or honor or anything like that. It was just like the the shade was uh, the shade was pretty uh, pr pretty prominent. It's going to be a 
it's going to be a fascinating two years. Uh, uh, we're going to wind down very quickly, but I just want to quickly, Robert, I'll, I'll give you the lightning round on this. Uh, uh, embarrassment. Was it embarrassing or not, or maybe? <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, I, I, as the week went on, I went from uh, it being embarrassing to being, you know, to being to being less to being less so. Uh, I think it was uh, it, as just as we talked about here, uh, we it ended up being in its own really awkward and rough way uh, educational. Um, I, 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 I think in terms of uh, people like learning uh, how the speaker is elected, you know, that was not covered in Schoolhouse Rock. Shout out for their 50th anniversary yesterday. Uh, and, and and so I, I think that was I think that was help, helpful. As I mentioned in my Bloomberg column, um, free plug, uh, it, it the, the the Republicans also uh you can call it cynical if you want, but the Republicans also use the opportunity of these multiple nomination speeches um, to promote the diversity in their ranks. Uh, not only their uh, their African American members, but their fe female members on both sides of the um, on both sides of the of the of the argument, uh, Latino members um, and, so, and 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 so forth, and the Democrats. While they didn't necessarily sh uh, showed some of that, but each time. Hakeem Jeffries' name was placed in nomination. Pete Aguilar, Pete Aguilar um, linked it to uh, an issue that the Democrats were were promoting, whether uh, whether whether it's whether it's whether it's choice rights or voting rights or so forth, and then linking that to um, Hakeem Jeffries' dedication to standing up for those things. So, in a sense, it became almost like a it almost it became almost like a mini. A, a mini convention, um, but with but each side, you know, making various political and policy arguments um, in the context of the, the speaker race. Yeah, I like to say my view. The the embarrassment of it is that Matt Gates and Lauren Boebert and uh, Santos and all those people have those jobs. Like that's the embarrassing thing, and that they have power and authority. But no, I agree. Like it's kind of there was something refreshing in this era where almost all politics is so polished and controlled to watch like them figure it out like we're figuring out as they figured it out like i think probably kevin mccarthy and i both thought after that 14th vote well we don't have a speaker tonight and we're not going to uh and there's something interesting about you know like that sort of that that chaos again it's the the people who are there that i'm concerned about chip were you embarrassed were you thrilled uh how quickly did you flip over to kate and Allie? Uh, i i was watching a lot of 80 sitcoms th throughout i it's it's kind of like I you know I play uh, I'm in a an NFL uh, pool each week where you know you pick the teams and instead of you know like watching very you know judiciously like every single one I make all America I just wait until Tuesday morning and see how how it all flew so I would just sort of wake up the next morning and check out oh we still have don't have another one like that's kind of how I was I and I, but it was but. To, you know, to Robert's to you guys' points, it it was very educational for me. Like I definitely, as somebody who's a bit of an outsider, not understanding policies, it, I did understand a, li a little bit more too, you know, which which was nice. All right, and in our last two minutes, uh, uh, we'll do a quick again lightning round. Uh, it could be funny, it could be accurate. Uh, what do you think Matt Gates got for this, Caitlin? <laughs> Worst thing you think he got? Uh, he he. The the worst thing I think he got. Or uh, whatever you think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he he got not. Uh, he doesn't have to ask the age of anybody. 
<laughs> in the house yeah in the house floor if it's only on the house floor where that authority lies robert your thoughts what did, what did, what did gates get for this i'm 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 obviously currently uh the minimum age to be a member of congress is 25 i think he may have got that lowered to 18 uh <laughs> Ooh, if we're lucky <laughs> uh well if he's lucky yes that's exactly that's, <laughs> that's it uh, that that's a possibility. Uh, and uh, I, you, you, as I mean, there were probably ser- there was a, there's a, there's a very there was a strong rumor, and apparently the reason why um, Mike Rogers of the Arms uh, Armed Services Committee um, you know tried to take a, a punch at, at Gates. The rumor was that he he was bargaining. He was bargaining. He was a bargaining. He was bargaining for a sub. Uh, for a subcommittee, um, uh, f- uh, for a subcommittee um, uh, chair uh, position, and uh, uh, McCarthy s- said that there was right after the vote said that you know there was that, that that's not something that was under consideration, but why we should believe that I don't know. Uh, it, obviously, uh, I mean I think one of the the, the, the biggest things that that Gates got uh, was. Um, uh, was you know to to to, to use a uh, to use a Tupac album reference? All eyes on me. I mean, he uh, uh, he got he he got the attention um, that he had been that he that he's been craving for a long long time. He ended up being you know the 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 kingmaker or the king presenter at the at the at the end of the at the at the end of the day. He was um he sent out a fundraising letter in between one of these, one of these multiple, one of these multiple ballots. And uh, he, uh, he is arguably in a, in a stronger position um, uh, politically in the context of the broader conservative movement and the, and the Republican party um, than he was when this, um, when this started. Definitely true. Two years ago, this guy was texting Donald Trump for a pardon and now he is he has he was taken seriously and has some legitimate power in this uh, in this party. And I think more, you know, a thing that really stands out to me about that, like you make the the, the subcommittee chair uh, for armed services. Uh, it is my understanding that that chair plays some role in funding for uh, for support of allies, including Ukraine. And it is not surprising to me that someone who is probably funded by Russia uh, <laughs> and remember, and, t- and Tom, to and Tom, you remember you, you 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 were talking about the, some of the things that uh, that uh, that McCarthy agreed to give up. One of the stories out there is uh, uh, that the um, th- that uh, McCarthy agreed uh, to uh, lower defense spending by um, I think ninety five billion. Um, or, or something, something in that, um, in that, in that range. I mean, when was the last time uh, any of us ever heard um, of Republicans wanting to have a lower uh, defense um, defense number? And uh, there are many people who feel that the reason they want that they want that reduced is to, in a sense, uh, start a fight over uh, defense priorities, and in a sense. Uh, 
put the question before the public, say, well, do you want $95 billion going to Ukraine or do you want it going, you know, to, you know, Veterans Health or or, or to um, or, or to uh, U.S. military um, questions and start making that the fight over uh, over Ukraine rather than looking at Ukraine um, solely as a as a discrete um, as, as a discrete as a discrete issue. So that, that's um, that's that's a, that's something significant. Caitlin, you look like you had a response to that. <laughs> yeah, I actually, my first thought was what was uh, that this entire saga has exposed to me um, that the most insane part of our political system are C-SPAN callers, because the first thing that popped into my head were the amount of people who, after I, I was watching C-SPAN almost the entire time, and uh, the amount of people who call in after votes and just be like, I don't trust McCarthy because he's got a Ukraine flag. And I was like, what is ha- what is happening? Mm-hmm. What is going on in, in the voter base? If you ever want to have a fun time, Google Cher calls in to C-SPAN. It's a wonderful clip. She called in after a vote at some point and they're like, I'm Sherilyn from California. It's like, what do you do? She's like, uh, I'm an entertainer. And they slowly put together that that is uh that that is share. Uh, uh, anyway, Chip, your thoughts, closing thoughts. Uh, what do you think our boy Matt Gates got? Uh, for his uh, for his uh, uh, for his trouble, <laughs> you know what? I, I I'm gonna pass on this one. I honestly don't know. You, you guys are great political minds. I I have no. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. All right, hold. I actually I just got it. I don't know if you guys got. That. I just got to see an update on my phone. Uh, apparently, starting this year, the uh, House of Representatives medical plan will include uh, forehead reduction surgery. So um, <laughs> I just, I don't know what that means. I just got an update. That's all he wanted. <laughs> um, I, yeah. I, I, by the way, Tom, right, I, I, I just, yep. I just don't, I, before we finish up, I do want to throw, um, um, I, I do want to throw something out there uh, that um, uh, uh, the, the, the biggest, the biggest exposed loser in this entire week is a, uh, is a gentleman that you once re- used to refer to uh, when we were starting when we were starting this uh, podcast in the middle of the pandemic, you know, you would say, you know, uh, as of this day, you know, the president of the United States, who as of this recording is Do- Donald John Donald Trump, John Trump, still yeah. Donald Trump, Donald, Donald John Barack Trump, I believe, is what I called Donald, him the last time. <laughs> Donald 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 John, John, Donald John Trump uh, had a had an a, a, an awful awful week. Um, that actually just continued the awful, you know, two months basically since um, since uh, since election since election day. Uh, you know, uh, after the first um, uh, after the first ballot uh, after the first day uh, of several ballots and and McCarthy, you know, was like twisting in the wind trying to figure out what was going to be going on. Uh, uh, he uh, Trump put out a a uh, truth social post. Urging people to get behind um, McCar- uh, McCarthy. The very next ballot, the very first ballot, the next day, um, McCarthy lost one more, uh, lost one more, one more vote. So that showed something right there. And then yesterday, on the last day, again, once again, kudos to see, kudos to freaking C-SPAN, zeroing in on Marjorie, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, on her phone. Which has a it's a it's, a, it's an in progress call from DT, uh, and she's trying to give the phone to one of the holdouts, Matt Rosen Matt Rosendale of of uh, Arizona, I think, uh, and uh, and and basically ur- urging him to take the call so so Trump. 
can, you know, speak in his ear and urge him to get behind McCarthy. And Rosendale just blows her off, blows off the former, the former guy. And so, I mean, this is, I mean, this is really, this is absolutely, absolutely fascinating. We can see, you know, the, 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 the former president uh, who's, you know, who's, whose Senate picks uh, ended up um, netting Democrats an extra, uh, a, an extra vote uh, in the Senate. Uh, you know, embarrassed along those lines, um, people who are supposedly the most most MAGA, the most Trump people um, that, that are pushing back against McCarthy, they're blowing off um, his urgings to get behind McCarthy. And then finally, on the on the final on the final day, uh, a member of Congress just says, "Nah, uh, you know, uh, I'm not taking the call." <laughs> and it's, I mean, so I mean, it's it's about as it's about as humiliating a uh, sequence of events as uh, as anyone could imagine. Yeah. And as everyone knows, nothing bad ever happens when Americans reject Donald Trump. Uh, with that, we're going to call it a week for electoral dysfunction. Thank you very much, panel. This is a wonderful conversation. Go around, let folks know where you, where they can find you either on social or, or, or other projects you have coming up. Chip Chantry, take it away. Uh, you can find me on all social medias at Chip Chantry and uh, my podcast with the wonderful James Heskey, A Dangerous Thing. Uh, you, can, you can check us out wherever you get your podcast. Also, my personal portion of this podcast has been brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. <laughs> oh, man, my brother-in-law works there. That's exciting. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 yes, James Heskey, of course, wonderful co-host. And I don't care what anyone says. I He and I just happened to be in Washington, D.C. on January 6, 2021 to go check out the Washington Monument. You were there to uh, see the Smithsonian. We're yeah, there, yeah. <laughs> just it was a coincidence. Caitlin Bird, where can folks find you on social or elsewhere? Uh, I'm always available at Gotham Girl Blue. Um, that's, that's my Patreon and I am on every Wednesday as a co-host on the Betches Sup podcast. Thank you. And of course, Robert George, where can folks find you? Uh, well, uh, in my day job, uh, I am a columnist and editorial board member at, at Bloomberg and you can find uh, my columns, including my latest one, I'm talking about the GOP and the and the GOP diversity that emerged out of this speaker, out of the speaker race, uh, that uh, that that is at opinion. Um, for all of my you know personal observations and uh, jokes and puns and so forth, uh, on Twitter I'm at Rob George, uh, and on Instagram uh, I'm at Rob George twenty nine, where you can um, find me um, promoting my stand up um, my stand up uh, opportunities. Where in fact, say in the next uh, week or so, on uh, January fourteenth, which is a Saturday, you can find me at Pangea, which is a quaint little restaurant with a great uh, performance space uh, in the in the in the back. I'll be doing stand up there, uh, and you can find some of my uh, my stand up reels on Instagram as well, where. Um, my um, uh, oddball kind of comedic stylings can be seen. So thank you. All right. And you can find me at Brennanator on Twitter, at Brennanatorgram on Instagram. And yeah, uh, come to uh, Gotham Comedy Club on February 5th. 
5 30 p.m for the new talent showcase boy it's exciting to be a new talent when i'm turning 40 in august uh i'll be in that show robert george also in that show um and uh as always uh please follow this podcast uh like subscribe whatever you want to do uh and uh thank you to our buddy newsboy phil casal for stopping by earlier thank you to ned thorne who helps me put these together every week thank you to joe and harris for our show theme music we'll be back in two weeks where at that point i may have a sign off Bye.